Hello, welcome to Small Biz Tips. So I think seven years ago, I met this gentleman back in New Jersey. <laughs> Tom Floss, okay. when you have fun. <laughs> and um, basically, he was an amazing guy, an amazing marketer. I had a good chance to connect and get to know him over the years. And I am excited to have him here today, guys, on the pod. He's going to blow your mind on what he got going on. Chris, what's up, man? Joe Bear, always good to see you. Big, beautiful smile, brother. Good to see you again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, brother. So to get the ball rolling, who is Chris? Joe Bear, I'm sorry. There's a little bit of lag time. Are you? Am I coming across okay? Because you're you're coming in and out. Yeah, I could hear you fine. Okay. Well, let's just see how it goes. Because it, right. it was a little pause just now. Let's, let's go. All right. So who is Chris? Man, Chris is a husband, a father. I like to believe a man of God. Just out here trying to do my highest and best to help myself and my family to prosper and help as many people along the way as we can. That's fantastic. So I'm curious, right? Um, I remember you, you used to do SEO. But now you're in a whole different realm and you live in Jersey. Now you you like leaving by the beach. <laughs> so tell us about, you know, a little bit about the origin story. How did you even get into entrepreneurship and what you got going on now? Joe Bear, I like to think of myself as a true and true entrepreneur because I, I like you, was born in another land. You from mm -hmm. Haiti and I'm from Guyana, South America. And brother, I remember spending a weekend with my grandfather and I was going through his, he had this little shed that he kept all kinds of junk in. Well, junk uh -huh. to me might've been valuable to him. Jobe, something magical happened to me one Saturday morning. Graham, as I used to call him, was a drinker. He loved to drink, drink his rum. <laughs> and brother, I found some empties, some empty bottles of rum. And mm -hmm. I don't know how I got inspired to do it, but I went next door to the liquor store and they gave me money for these empty bottles. Wow. Now, mind you, this is 1968, 69. I'm 63 years old now. So I must wow. have been between eight and nine years old. Brother, that literally sparked my entrepreneurial career. When I realized I can exchange a bottle, a dirty bottle for money, blew my mind. And I think from then, I knew forever and ever more I was an entrepreneur. I mean, as they say, to be in business, all you have to do is sell something. You yes. know, the LLC and all this is just formalities. Mm -hmm. Selling something, you're in business. So that was my first business. After that, my family immigrated from Guyana to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the mean streets of Brooklyn. And they were tough streets in the 70s. And man, that one Guyanese experience helped me to develop a hustler's mentality. Nothing illegal. I had no problems with the law, thank God, but I could hustle. For example, on those snowy days when we grew up in the project you there, yeah. instead of people staying and watching Bugs Bunny, I know you were a Dragon Ball Z guy from back in the <laughs> 90s, but before that, there was Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny. And brother, instead of watching the, the, the cartoons, me and my buddy Kurt would jump out on those streets with a shovel that we borrowed and wow. go shovel people's driveways. Man, we made money 
just shoveling driveways because I mean we had to go a few blocks away from the projects to the private yeah. homes, but there they were on shovel driveways. People in their houses wanted to stay warm. Huge opportunity. I can mm-hmm. go on and on and on because from that entrepreneurial mindset, our ability to hustle led me into the early 80s when the first class of business computers were invented. The first time. And brother, I was in school. I was in Brooklyn College. I was a computer science major. Mm-hmm. Again, some ma- magic happened. They were teaching me computer science, but I had no idea what that computer even looked like up until that point. Then I got this job on Wall Street in a financial publisher, and there's this PC in front of me. I can touch it. There was a manual. Nobody knew how to operate it. It was always covered up. I opened it, read the manual, and I learned how to code. I taught myself how to code. From then, I became a computer programmer. And then, man, another magical experience happened. (laughs) Again, don't forget, a hustler, businessman, entrepreneur, through and through. Because my first full-time job as a computer programmer, I read the New York Times and I saw this help wanted section. I had mm-hmm. this help wanted ad. So on my lunch break, I went around the corner. Well, it was more than around the corner, up the road mm-hmm. to Madison Avenue. And I answered this ad. This guy was looking for a computer programmer. <laughs> Long story short, he basically wanted somebody to create a, an accounting system, well, accounts receivable system for a telephone service. There was no such thing on the market yet, nothing. So I literally wrote this software. I'm not an accountant, but again, there were manuals there. And I just basically followed what the manuals wanted me to do. That's amazing. Now here comes the magical part. One day I asked the bookkeeper who wrote my checks. I said, Joanne, how much does Carl charge for me? Mean Carl, the guy who hired me as a a consultant now. Uh She said, Chris, that's highly unethical. I can't share that with you. I said, all right, no problem. One fateful day, it was snowing really hard. This is in Metuchen, New Jersey. <laughs> I got out of my got my got in my car, drove down the New Jersey Turnpike to Metuchen to fix the problem that they were having. Mm-hmm. Well, she was so happy that I was able to come all the way and fix the problem. I decided to ask that question again. Now <laughs> let me back up. When I was hired, I was hired at $15 an hour, which was big money back then. This is like mm-hmm. this 1980. I said, Joanne, how much is Carl charge for me? She said, oh, $125 an hour. I was like, I stayed, I, 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 did, I, did, I didn't do what you did. I didn't <sighs> blink. I said, yeah, that sounds about right. Brother, the next day I took the day off, drove up to Metuchen to talk to the president of that company. And I asked him, listen, how do you feel about eliminating the middleman? He said, well, what do you mean? I said, I know you hired me through Carl yeah. as a consult- consultant. I can make you a counteroffer. He said, well, talk to me. I said, how about $75 an hour? He said, You're, you got it. <laughs> that became, brother, let me tell you. Yeah, from I was hired to do full-time programming job for $16,000 a year. The consulting gig was $10 an hour, which is a bump up. Now I'm going to $75 an hour. Nice. Changed my life. But that's what I'm saying. That's my entrepreneurial spirit. And that's yeah. what I've been about all my career. I've never owned, I've only had one, maybe two full-time jobs in the 45 years of my career. Everything else was either consulting, business development. So that's what made Chris who I am and what brings me to this point right now. Now, along the way, 
I've created some very unique software products. For example, in the 80s, I invented something called the Agency Transaction Online Management System, which was the first accounting system on a PC for a wow. state and local government agency. We got a $400,000 award for that. This is before Windows, right? In the 90s, I created something called Einstein, a time and a time system that used fingerprint reader. Now, I didn't invent the fingerprint reader. I basically interface it with our user interface to create, at that time, the first fingerprint reading time and attendance system. Now, you see all the software out here now, yeah. but that was the first time. Brother, the only thing that separates me from Zuckerberg and everything else back then, having the people around me who can mm -hmm. help me to become a marketer. I had I was a great programmer, software developer, but had no marketing skills. So we we you know the people I was with again you know we were coders. So moving mm -hmm. it from one level to the next, where our shortcomings were. But from the agency transaction online management system, four hundred thousand dollars, we sold Einstein the, the account the uh, time and attendance system to the Department of Corrections in Puerto Rico for $700,000 system. So that's the 80s and 90s. I wow. even worked for MetLife. I was one of the first coders that printed laser printed forms. So I'm, bring, I'm bringing this all up to you to mention how it is that I became so qualified to deliver software products and make money doing so. That's amazing. Wow. I, I'm blown away. I mean, I, I know you as a marketer, and that, that's like later in life that you were able to do that. Now, I'm curious, right? Um, you know, you 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 went on and then you got into SEO and you kind of built a pretty decent sized business on that. And then after that, you left the U.S. So tell us about what happened there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, man, life happened. Mm -hmm. Back in 2018, I went for a routine doctor's checkup I had a persistent cough and I, did, mm -hmm. I knew it was going away because by the grace of God, I rarely catch colds. So when I got this mm -hmm. persist, persistent cough, my wife said, just go check it out. And I did. I went to my, uh, my primary care physician and she said, yeah, it's nothing serious, but the cough will go away soon. So I went home next day. She calls and she said, look, I need you to go see a urologist as soon as possible. Mm. Some numbers look pretty high. I'm like, oh, okay. Went to urologist. And they basically told me that my PSA, which is you know the test of uh, a test that we men do for the prostate, was at seventeen point three, where a person my age should have been around on the four. Well, I went through the whole biopsy process and I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Wow. Well, Jobert, that reprioritized re my life because we went from building a business. And also dealing with some really tragic family news too. My youngest sister, Carla, passed away when my nephew, Christian, was born. She passed away one day after he was born. Oh, wow. And again, to make a long story short, I decided to adopt the three kids. Mm -hmm. My wife joined me, and I always consider her one of my wives, why I do what I do. I mean, just trying to show my appreciation for her sacrifice, because it's one thing to do what you do because of your blood. But when yeah. somebody steps up to co-parents three kids that she didn't give birth to, that's a whole nother level. So brother, raising three kids, moving them out of Brooklyn to the New Jersey suburbs, mm -hmm. then this whole cancer issue, 
what I became acutely aware of, Jobert, is this quote-unquote cancer diagnosis, I have become very educated on it because my father, unfortunately, lost his battle with pancreatic cancer. Hmm. Before he died, we got very educated about cancer and cancer treatment. And we knew that the United States of America was great at treating, but not curing. Mm. So we went out of insurance network to find a solution that didn't involve radical surgery or burning and radiating. That yeah. was not what we saw for my future. Well, creating the opportunity to do that is how we changed our lifestyle. We decided the United States was not for us, too much stress, mm -hmm. and stress is a number one contributor, we believe, to cancer and cancer, cancer wellness. So mm -hmm. we moved out of New Jersey, but the kids are all grown now, to Costa Rica. Great lifestyle. As a matter of fact, that's where we fell in love with beach life. <laughs> we stayed, we lived there for two years, loved it. Then we moved next door to Panama, where we are now. Still wow. just loving beach life. And Jobil, the way that the way we made that all possible is creating a business model that we can go any place in the world and it works just as well, even while we sleep. Wow. So t tell us more about that, because I am 100 percent sure there's a lot of entrepreneurs that's listening to this that would love to know how they can do something like that for themselves. So tell us about what kind of business system you guys were able to create that allows you to, to live the life that you're living now. Yeah, sure. Look, first of all, let me just say very strongly, if you don't understand, this is putting the business aside, I'm just trying to uh, introduce something worth thinking about before mm -hmm. I answer your question. If you don't understand now that whatever you hear on the financial news, I don't care if it's Fox Business, I don't care if it's MSNBC, I don't care if it's Bloomberg, they're lying through their IT about mm. what's going right about the economy. There's not much going right about the economy. Major businesses like Google, Alpha, uh, Meta, mm -hmm. huge businesses are laying off tens of thousands of employees. Millennials, Gen Zs, they're up to their ears in debt. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, their debt rate is rising faster than any other demographic class of people, economic class. Banks are failing. So you have to have something other than your nine to five. Mm -hmm. You have to depend on yourself or somebody that you know and trust, get you information that will find another way of making money because what's going on with inflation, you can't outwork. There's not enough hours in a day. When we realized that we needed to get a strategy that worked no matter where we went, we realized it had to be digital, meaning mm -hmm. it cannot, cannot entail us trading time for money. No, I don't have to, and I don't want to, and I never will again want to depend on my livelihood, depending on me showing up. Mm. The reason for that is, I don't care if you're a barber, I don't care if you have a restaurant, I don't care if you're a heart surgeon, you have the same lim li limitation, yeah. and it's a brick wall called time. Mm -hmm. You can't scale if you're selling time for money. Eight hours a day, at best, at best, you get your most productive hours, at best. How do you expect to make the money that you envision if you only have yeah. that short time frame? Well, you can't. That's why we realized if we wanted to move to another continent, and by the way, 
we have moved to five different continents over the last several years just to see where we best fit using, right. using this business model. We create a model we call monetized present knowledge. It's basically an ability to turn what you know, what's mm -hmm. right between your ears right now into an online course and an online business. Mm. Now, how that looks is basically anything that you believe you be you are an expert in, you take that information, put it into a step-by-step -step format, create an online course, and you got yourself a digital product that can sell basically while you sleep. That's mm -hmm. been our business model, and it has worked beautifully. It's generated over one course. Actually, let me just use one course, our first course. Our first, first course eclipsed $3.6 million. $199 course since it was wow. launched. Brother, it's life-changing money, and that's the business model. Basically, sell what you know, turn the information you already have into money, and watch the revenue streams come in. Just find a need and fill it. That's amazing, man. Congratulations. 3.6 million on Thank one you. course. And you have more than one now. <laughs> we, have, we got a couple. And, and let me tell you, sometimes yes. I could even anticipate the objections because people often say, well, I don't know anything to teach. And ironically, I get that from the piece of people who are most capable. Well, mm. the MPK, Monetized Present Knowledge, has a component called OPK, Other People's Knowledge. So if okay. you don't believe that you have the knowledge, Find another person who does. Find a subject matter expert mm -hmm. and sit them in front of camera and have them teach what they know. Wow. You basically partner with them. You write them a check like we've done. They go away. You own the continent, content and you got yourself a strong digital product, all, all with other people's knowledge. And wow. go there. That's how you outrun inflation. Matter of fact, that's how you beat inflation, not by trading time for money. Ah, oh, genius. I love it. Uh, you know, it's, I've, I've met a lot of course creators over the years, um, but a lot of people never put, present it that way where sometimes you don't even need to know the knowledge. You need to just find the expert. And a lot of people don't even think about that. <laughs> wow. So Brother? I'm curious, you've been able to do this. You've grown a seven figure business. You, you know, you, you created these programs. Um, do you have any students now that are going through that process that are getting success from this right now? Yeah. Ironically, this is what you, you, you touched on something very important. First of all, the answer to the question is yes. And here's how we did that. Mm -hmm. When I decided to create this online course to basically teach what I've done, what I did, I set out to do it in this way. It's gonna be all me be one. Usually, you know, you're proud to say there's no I in team. Well, in this case, it's me. I. I am the team. And I want to do that for one important reason. I wanted to demonstrate to anybody watching that you too can do this by yourself. So, for example, I did the camera work. I did the video work. I did mm -hmm. everything. I even filled it in my own apartment right here or downstairs. So yeah. I basically demonstrated that I can create a digital product in my own space with existing resources. I even use a, a, a camcorder that I was I bought back in 2015. So not even depending on the latest and greatest. Yeah. Right? So now along the way in building this course, one of my promises was you'll make money before the course is launched. So mm. the, this very course walks you through how I made money before it was launched. 
right? Mm, so the students like that it. you're talking about is, yes, the people who bought the course during the pre-launch are now putting it into action. One of my favorites is a guy who launched a course called Panama Relocation Courses. Huh. He basically turned his YouTube channel from just giving out information into an online course. Wow. That was magical. That was <laughs> magical. Another, another lady was a, you, you're going to get a kick out of this one, a 75-year-old woman who used to help other 75, sorry, other seniors wow. with dating. Dating. What? She That's basically awesome. helped in-person workshops. Yeah, man. She helps <laughs> people in person, teach them how to date and how to find love and all that. Brother, we sat that lady down in front of a camera. She followed the principles that I outlined in the MPK training course, and her business is online now. I mean, wow. I mean, it's life-changing, life-changing. And best of all, it's using existing knowledge. It's not going back to school. And yeah. by the way, back to that point about school, not a huge fan. When I was in high school, hated it. When I found that I, I had more credits to graduate, I left high school. I just walked out, paid my book fees, and I was out. Didn't even go back to graduation. When I was in Brooklyn College, when I found out what a computer looks like and I can code, I left there too. Sure, <laughs> it bothered me for a while. But brother, when I realized I was making way more money than my peers that are graduating, I felt mm. a lot better. Wow, I love it. I love it. So to kind of wrap things up, man, if a business owner who's thinking that I have all this knowledge, maybe I can create another revenue stream or maybe I should think about doing a course, like what would be that small biz tips you would share with them? Yeah, I, I would start with know your why. You know, before mm -hmm. you turn any knowledge into into uh, a product, mm -hmm. I actually think that's the easy part. I think the more important thing is you have a strong point of view. For example, I believe the MPK is what's needed now literally to save a generation of people, to save mm -hmm. people who are retiring or who have retired, 83% of whom are insecure about the amount of money. They think they're going to they're gonna outlive their money. Mm. 80, 83%. And these people have a wealth of knowledge. Instead of them yeah. going down to the beat, my ties, they should be monetizing what they know. And, and given how crappy the education system is, their knowledge is necessary. Oh, wow. So I think a compelling why, my compelling why is I have a driving passion to turn people's lives enrich people's lives using technology. So have a compelling why. Another part of my compelling why is my wife, Juliet. I want to show this woman my, I can't even describe the level of thanks I'd like to show her for sticking with our family, sticking with mm -hmm. me as a husband and our business. She gave up a thriving career to support our business and grow with it. I want to show her, what, show, I want to thank her by showing her what, we can become and what this business model could become in terms of her lifestyle being as prosperous as we could generate. I think this is a great start, but we got lots to do. So any business, find your why, man. Find that driving reason that gets you out of bed. The mm -hmm. thing that makes you want to keep going forward, even when life happens. Mm. Find that why. And then make sure that your reason helps a lot of people because you help more and more people, man. The sky's a living limit in terms of how much money that you're going to make. So I think off the top of my head, those are two reasons and two pieces of feedback I think I can offer business and entrepreneurs. 
That's amazing, man. How do people get in touch with you? I know we're going to put a link if they want to learn more about the program, but is there any other way that they can reach you? Yeah, the I think the best way is the www.monetizepresentknowledge.com. Mm -hmm. Monetizepresentknowledge.com. There's a form on the home page or at the About Us page where they can send me a note. I'll get them all. And I think that's the best, best way. You know, if any other question you want to direct email, try sending it to info at monetizepresentknowledge.com. And I'll be happy to answer any questions. But please, I would encourage anybody out there, do something. Because mm -hmm. these are not times that we should be fooling around with, man. These are not average times. What's coming, what's coming is unprecedented. I'm talking... I'm sorry to, sorry to sound doom and gloom, but I'm real about yeah. this. I'm talking about depression level downturns. Mm. So if you don't have an alternate plans for securing your, your, your financial future or your family's financial future outside of somebody writing you a check, because fun fact, fun, fun fact, anybody mm -hmm. who has a nine to five and has that nine to five since January 1st of this year, you haven't earned mm -hmm. any money yet. I don't care how many mm. checks you got. Until April 13th, you have been paying the government, federal, state, and local taxes. You don't receive a cent. It's mm. only after April 14th you start making money that the government does not keep. That's not my way of sustaining myself. That's not what that's not what I want for you and me. Give yourself a better opportunity. Monetize what you know, turn what you know into a revenue stream, and you'll be blessed. I love it, brother. Thank you for coming on, Chris. Guys, definitely check out Chris. He is incredible, as you can see. Super knowledgeable and an amazing entrepreneur. Thanks for jumping on. I'll see you guys next time. All the best, gentlemen.